0: From the Sweetwater Worship Community, this is the podcast. I am Marvin Bland, Reverend James Ricardo Smith. Welcome to the podcast.
1: I am honored to be here with you, Pastor Bland. Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: Well, thank you. So, in doing these podcasts, I normally do like an origin story. And I know you're from Athens, and and probably people are listening from Athens who know all about you. But I also want to contend that there are people who are listening who may not know about you who don't live in Athens, Georgia. So, tell me your story. You grew up here in Athens.
1: Grew up here in Athens, a place that we call the classic city uh, to... James and Rosa Smith. Um, so I grew up in a household of a church deacon uh, and a church usher. Um, that church usher then started doing kitchen ministry. Um, I think I benefited from that kitchen ministry at home <laughs> more so than the people at the church did long term. Uh, my dad, uh, not only a deacon in the Lord's church, but also uh, serving in many capacities. Uh, music ministry has always been a big deal. Uh, in my family as well. Um, and that church is
0: Ebenezer Baptist.
1: Ebenezer Baptist West, um, right, um, major third here in Athens. Um, Dr. Winford Hope was my childhood pastor. Every major stage of my life, he was a part of. Um, but I had a unique experience because where uh, my parents lived, uh, on either side of us, uh, there were pastors who lived next door. Um, so my godfather, Richard Haynes, was on one side, uh, Pastor Wilson Lattimore of Chestnut Grove lived on the other side, um, so I literally was surrounded by ministry my entire life.
0: So you grew up and you saw this, and you said, I never want to do this.
1: I Actually, my testimony was a little bit different. My testimony was, I feel like I'm called to do this. Let me try to see what else I can do before God actually gets me where I need to be. Uh, so I had... A love hate relationship with ministry, if you will.
0: Understand, I call it the splendid misery.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So
0: you you graduate from high school here in Athens, yes, sir. and then you go on to Morehouse College. Morehouse College.
1: Yeah, I go to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so had no intentions of staying here. Uh, this is a college town, as I'm sure you're come to know. Um, and, and, and if we had a,
0: a, a camera here, you would see that we're here on a Saturday right before, this is Saturday, the 31st of uh, December, right before Georgia plays in a big football game, and we both have on Georgia Regalia.
1: Yes, we do, and um, everything in Athens is shut down around 7.30, so we can get ready for that 8 o'clock.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I'm preaching at 3.30, so believe me, I'll be done. That's it,
1: that's it, I love it, I love it, but yeah, I uh, went off to Atlanta, Georgia, Morehouse College uh, was very heavily involved in music during that time, Uh, so I was in the marching band. Oh, okay. Um, And And what did you play? So um, my primary principal instrument is trombone, Um, but I played a little trombone, baritone, tuba. Um, Then uh, outside of the band origin, I played some cello, played piano drums, Um, so I kind of Film, was able to feel my way around a few instruments. If wow, you know. okay. So
0: so did you major in music?
1: Originally, that was the thought. Uh, then I had uh, some time where I dabbled in business administration. And then uh, the Lord told me, you'll never get out of school if you stay there. So uh, around that time, I was still also wrestling with the call to ministry. And so ultimately, I uh, changed my major to philosophy and religion. Wow.
0: Okay. All right. So you graduate from Morehouse. That's a whole nother podcast how you went to Morehouse instead of Tuskegee where your father went. But we won't talk about that.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, uh, dad had a brother that went to Morehouse. My oldest cousin went to Morehouse. Um, And so uh, he knew that was going to be a fight. He was going to lose every time. (laughs) (laughs) So you graduate from Morehouse. Then what? So then uh, I am uh, in the midst of relocating back here to Athens. Um, It's around that same time uh, I start dating uh, my uh, what I would call childhood sweetheart, if you will. Uh, She didn't want to date me in my childhood, uh, but our mothers taught at the same middle school. So we literally known each other all of our lives. Uh, She was finishing up pharmacy school uh, up at Mercer in Atlanta at that time. Um, and we were wrestling with this idea of marriage. And so uh, we knew uh, whatever uh, the Lord had for us in our future, uh, how much we loved this city, how much we loved Athens. It's home for both of us and literally felt called to do ministry here. And so uh, we got married and I started serving uh, back home in Ebenezer as uh, the College of Young Adult Minister there uh, for a number of years. Uh, great time. One of the highlights of my life uh, was doing that kind of work Uh, here in the city. And it's actually where the thoughts of what we're preparing for this conference actually came into be. Wow. Wow. Now, where are you
0: currently serving?
1: Currently serving at Brown's Chapel Baptist Church uh, in Bishop, Georgia. Um, It is roughly about 15, 20 minutes outside of the city of Athens in a uh, somewhat rural community. I often like to say Uh, We're a church in the country, but we're not a country church. Wow. Okay, I got you. I got you. Been there for 10 years, and it's been a great time.
0: Mm, Wonderful. All right, now let's segue to the conference that's getting ready to happen here in Athens. Tell me about it.
1: Absolutely. So it actually um, was birthed from being in pastoral ministry. Um, So roughly five years ago, uh, I wrestled with the idea of being a pastor that had vision, uh, for the future, uh, some things that we wanted to implement even at our church and in conversations I was having with peers that were kind of in a similar context uh, where they uh, had great big vision but didn't know where to start to have necessary conversations in various areas that they needed to resource their church with. And these are
0: basically rural churches?
1: Basically, rural churches uh, is where it started. Um, probably a few pastors that may be in metropolitan cities, if you will, um, but just uh, were in perhaps inner city situations, um, not a plethora of resources available to them either. And so um, we decided to design a conference that uh, would bring those resources directly to the feet of those pastors. Um, And so we started the classic city conference again, uh, taking on the name of our city moniker and uh, we wanted to bring uh, resources to the area, bring relationships as well. Um, So our keynote speakers annually have been somewhat on a national level, uh, just to show those who are attending uh, that while uh, the disadvantages or the challenges that we experience may be different than those of larger, perhaps mega thriving ministries, um, that they have their challenges too. And so we have some very candid looks at ministry, um, and I believe some lifelong relationships are being formed uh, by our times of being together. And now we're taking a step further, not just for those pastors, uh, but also that pastors are bringing church leaders with them uh, that help, that are the ones who help them uh, push the vision forward. You know, Scripture says without vision, the people perish. Um, But uh, a good friend of mine who will be here at the conference, Pastor Paul Little Mm -hmm. often says, Uh, that without people, the vision perishes as well. And so we're trying to connect pastors with other pastors, connect church leaders with other church leaders uh, so that we can all win. That's really what it's designed for us to do. Amen.
0: Today's devotional, Jesus Was a Migrant Too. It's Christmas Eve in Washington, D.C. On this chilly 18-degree night, migrants, many wearing nothing more than a T-shirt, are deposited outside the residence of Vice President Kamala Harris. This Christmas Eve display of inhumanity is the invention of Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Migrants come to this country with a dream. Jesus became a migrant because of a dream. Harold the King, when Jesus was born, feared the babe and wanted him killed. The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, telling him to take the child and his mother to Egypt. Jesus, the Son of God Almighty, was forced to flee, and like the folks dropped off on a cold Christmas Eve night in Washington, D.C., Jesus became a migrant because of a dream. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 says that Jesus Christ is in you. Let's be clear, with Christ dwelling within all of us, we all are Jesus. The migrant at the border is Jesus. The migrant on the bus is Jesus. The folks in the Congress, the governor's mansion, and the White House are Jesus. The issue of immigration reform will be solved only when the folks in Congress, the governor's mansion, and the White House see immigrants for what they are, children of God with Jesus in them. They've been called by a dream, just as Jesus was called to be migrants only for a while, but game-changing citizens and Christians forever. And you deliberately do this conference at the beginning of the year. Yes, sir. Tell me the thought behind that.
1: The thought behind it is um, oftentimes pastors and churches are wrestling with, uh, especially at this time in the the watch night era, uh, are getting ready for what is the thing for next year? Uh, What are we going into the next year with? And so we really want to equip those churches with the tools necessary uh, to help push forward whatever God is showing them uh is their direction for the new year. Um I just personally believe uh if I if it wasn't my conference, I would attend it <laughs> because um whatever your whatever God is is, is sending a, a church on mission to do uh in 2023, we've got something at that conference uh, that's gonna help propel it even to step further.
0: All right. Now we've wrecked people's appetite. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Tell us the dates and also how I register.
1: Yes, absolutely. So the dates are January 4th through the 6th. Uh, If I can just tell you quickly some of the things that are going to happen during that time, January 4th is um, Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. We have a welcome reception where uh, there's no preaching, no uh no no sales pitches from companies we're literally just fellowshipping together getting a chance to know one another and we're going to do that at 6 p.m at Ebenezer Baptist Church West um, with uh, Pastor Dr. Uh, Darrell uh It's opened his door so gracious to us to be able to do that um, and then we'll kick things off Thursday January the 7th um, I'll actually be sharing in our opening uh, worship service that morning Uh, Then we have presentations throughout the day. We do classic conversations, uh, which are those candid conversations that we have uh, with pastors and church leaders. Uh, We have different partners. uh, In some areas, they call them sponsors and vendors. We call them partners because they're helping us uh, do ministry together. Uh, But some presentations and resources that they have that can help us in a great way, Um, some breakout sessions that will take place, and then on Thursday night and on Friday night at 6.30, uh, we are having worship. um, And we are opening worship to the public, but to be transparent, uh, we only got nine seats in the actual conference still available. And so um, it's going to be standing room only for uh, the evening services. Uh, We got some preachers coming too, man, that's going to bless us, give us the inspiration we need uh, the journey ahead.
0: Amen. Amen. Now, how do I, even though you may be hearing this on Monday or something yeah. like that, conference is starting on Wednesday, Wednesday yes, sir. with the uh, meet and greet kind of theater at Ebenezer. How do I get myself connected to the conference?
1: Absolutely. So if you want to get one of these last nine seats, you can go to ClassicCityConference.com to register. Uh, the registration information is there on the screen for you. Uh, and a lot of the uh, details. I also want to encourage you to download our conference app. So you can get real-time updates. Uh, and we've got some special giveaways that we're doing uh, throughout the conference. We've got partners that are bringing giveaways to the conference. Uh, and so it's going to be a blessing to you individually in your ministry and to your church at large.
0: Now, when the conference is over and I go back home yes, sir, and I feel like I'm stuck, Yeah, how can you help me?
1: Absolutely. So we have started uh, something that we call uh, Life Consulting for Churches. Uh, that is an extension of the work. Um, And really, uh, there were pastors in this community and other places uh, that have already hit that wall, if you will. Uh, And so we want to help you in the area of leadership. Uh, We want to help you uh, in the area of innovation for your ministries. We want to help you in the area of finances and then also exposition. Uh, I'm just... One, you heard the acronym through that, um, but I'm real big on uh, preaching that can help transform lives, but ultimately transform the trajectory of your church as well, Um, and so uh, we want to make ourselves available throughout the course of the year uh, to come, to share uh, in any capacity, Uh, and even sit down with brothers like yourself. Uh, They're amazing brothers and sisters who are so gifted in different areas, whether that be in discipleship, whether that be uh, in the area of finance, whether that be uh, the area of mental health. I'm trying to think of all those who are coming to our conference. Um, and so uh, leadership development, leadership training. So it's not just what I can offer uh, through Life Consulting, but it's also what all of those who you're building relationships with at Classic City. Um, it What brings me great joy uh, is not when I'm called in May and June, but when I get a call from somebody who presented at Classic City that said, hey, I was able to meet up with your friend who pastors uh, down in Carlton, Georgia, or I was able to meet up with somebody in Um and I was able to share in their leadership training and development for their staff. Um, that's what it's all about for me. And so uh, there's so many ways that you can stay connected. Uh, you can follow me on platforms. I'm uh, Jay Ricardo Smith on every single platform, uh, except TikTok. I don't think i figured that thing out yet. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> think we need to figure it out yet either.
0: I'm not on TikTok either. I'm on all the other platforms, but I don't know about TikTok yet.
1: I'm with you, man. And so, uh, yeah, we want to be a blessing to you. Um, January is, uh, it it is a huge event. It's a big event, Um, but there's needs for ministry beyond that. And so any way that we can, we'd love to be a help to
0: you. All right. That's, That's going to be fantastic. And thank you also because... Uh, because of your generosity, I will be there and we'll be doing some podcasts Absolutely. from the uh, from the location, from the site there. So I literally appreciate that as well.
1: Yeah, looking forward to having you there.
0: But Ricky, thank it's you so pleasure. much. Rick, thanks. It's, it's a pleasure to spend this time with you sure. and uh, look really forward to our partnership as we work together yes, in so many different ways.
1: Yeah, and I, I just uh, want to say publicly how much uh, I admire how God is using you uh, in the area of ministry and media. Um, I I think we've got to understand that media is ministry. Uh, And being able to watch you and being able to even sit and be a part of this amazing podcast uh, is evidence that you're on the right road, man. And so we're grateful.
0: The podcast is a production of To The Point Theological Media in association with the Sweetwater Worship Community. The great team that produces podcasts podcast includes Annie Ingram, Chandler Bland, and Erica Bland. Mel Bland is our executive producer with help from Cheryl Bland, Maurice Bland, and Vita Bland. MarvinBland.com is your home for content from the Sweetwater Online Worship Community. There you will find sermons, blogs, training classes, and a whole lot more. I hope that you would check it out. I'm Marvin Bland, a leader with the Sweetwater online worship community. And until the next time we upload, blessings, peace, and love.